Welcome to the New York Film Academy Hour, where every week we bring you a master class from a master filmmaker. So stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Hey guys, it's your host, Joel Monique. Unfortunately, Pega is out getting married or something. So she's busy and can't be here with us this week. But that's okay, because holding down the fort, we brought you two amazing guests. I'm so excited. Please help me welcome Twinkie Bird and Ashley Jackson. Hello, hello, hello. I'm so excited to have you guys in here. Uh, You guys are making a film with the New York Film Academy's Industry Lab. And Twinkie is like a casting director extraordinaire. And I'm so excited to have you here because I have a ton of questions for you. Of course you do. I want to go. I was going to dive in because I feel like I spent the first like 18 years of my life around actors. I was just playing. I was having fun. But I was around the serious people. They were excited. And they have so many strong opinions about what a casting director is looking for oh. and what they need. Okay. And I wanted to ask you, yes. when you're in the process of casting, just let's say, you know, you're doing uh, Should Being Mary Jane, because you do it, and it's amazing, <laughs> and it's so exciting. Um, and you get a script, and it's just a small role. You know, maybe it's a one-time appearance. What are you looking for the actors to bring in when they're coming to see you? Well, firstly, there are no small roles. Yes, ma'am. And I mean that in a real way. Because there aren't. I've seen people with one-liners, and I'm looking them up after they're finished with their one line because they literally filled the space up with their presence, and they did such an awesome job that I'm like, oh my gosh, do they come back? What? <laughs> and I write them down just to keep an eye on them for future, see where they go. So there are no small roles, so that, that would be first. Stop thinking that. Excellent. And what I look for is really for them to breathe life, have a moment before and a moment after. And know that that is a stepping stone and it's it's a beautiful stepping stone some people come in with like um preconceived notions and they kind of have this well it's just one line so and you bring that into the room yeah. the well is just one line no it you're a part of the you're a part of the story and what part of the story are you and you know what i mean like yeah. get excited and be happy about what you're doing cuz if you're not happy about what you're doing then you shouldn't be doing it so you want energetic excited people of who come course. prepared and yes. not dismissive of their not lines not dismissive of their lines exactly excellent excellent yes, that's a good question <laughs> thank you um i'm wondering uh one of the first questions i usually like to ask our guests is when did you first know you were in love with film oh my gosh when did i first know i was in love with film let's see hmm the Wizard of Oz, mm. Sound of Music, Claudine, Julia. That's all of that. So I was a child. I was so a child and I loved it. I loved reading and I loved watching film and I loved figuring out which, okay, which who did it better? Did the book do it better and my imagination or did the director do it better cinematically? So, you know, I like to compare the two. Absolutely. Yeah. What drew you in? Was it because you described these very kind of uh, whimsical, very female-driven films? Is that what kind of brought you in? Were you seeing yourself? I, you know, I was seeing. When I look back on it now, I realize I was seeing the lesson in all of those stories. Mm-hmm. That's really what was happening. But at the time, of course, I was just seeing. So I was just happy. Like. I wanted those happy stories in my life. I wanted that happiness in my spirit. Yes. So, and um, with Julia and Claudine, I really, first of all, I love the soundtrack. It's mm. Gladys Knight. Like, <laughs> you can't go wrong there. That's like Curtis Mayfield. It just, ugh, the music gets you. And then you really get into the story. So I loved, I loved everything about it. And seeing that beautiful black woman as Julia, then as Claudine, mm. like just the juxtaposition of those two roles. The difference between those two roles was amazing, and she nails them both. She's, oh, that woman is Diane Carroll. Oh, it's 
So it sounds like you were in love with the actors first. Yeah, I fell yeah. in love with them too. So how'd you get involved in They're casting? Awesome. I um, it's a very interesting story, I, and I can't say I fell into it because it's kind of like Slumdog Millionaire. He knew all the answers because his life was leading up to the questions. Okay, that's how it happened. Elaborate on that. It's <laughs> so poetic. I have a vision, but I'm not the specific. <laughs> Well, when I was a kid, I used to know all the names of the Brady Bunch and Good Times families and their real names. Yeah. And then my mother kept asking me, why do you want to learn their real names? And I said, because when I meet them, I don't want to be a fan. I want to know their real name. I okay. want to talk to them like one person to another person. Yes. And she's like, what makes you think you're going to meet them? I said, I just know that I am. So, uh, you know, cut to like 25 years later, <laughs> 30 years. I actually did meet two members, uh, three members, actually. I have met Bernadette Stannis, I've met Ralph Carter, and I've met Eve Plum. Wow. So, yes, but uh, what happened was I was, of course, in love with The Cosby Show as a kid mm. and watching it all through high school, right? That was Cosby my show. And show. a different world. Yes, we, I know. She's a Hillman. She thinks she's a Hillman How graduate. can you not be, she though? Really, really we all went to Hillman on that show. Yes, we I'm all did. Hillman. Yes. I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I, it lives on, like, what is it, YouTube, Netflix? Where um, is it Netflix. living? It lives mm-hmm. on Netflix, so that's awesome. So what happened was I was watching the show, and I said, well, who does that thing? And my brother was like, well, you have to look up you know, look at the scroll and look up the Chiron and yeah. see who. And I said, okay, let me look up the scroll. So I looked up the scroll. It said Hughes Moss Casting. I said, Hughes Moss, how do I find them? And then my brother told me again, there's this book called The Ross Reports, and go get that. And it tells you everybody in New York who was working and what production and where their office was and the phone number. So from my job at an ad agency, I called Julie Hughes until... She said, yes, I could come meet her. How many calls did that take? Oh, quite a bit. It's many years, but it took a few calls. So students, be persistent. Be persistent, yeah. Audacity and tenacity are two of my favorite words. Yes. So And persevere. And so I called her, and she said, you've got 15 minutes. And I went right after work, straight to her office, sat down with her, asked her questions, and she said, last question. I said, okay, who gets your coffee and empties the garbage? And she said, no one. And I said, I'd like that job. Snap! Yes! Yes! Okay, so is that how you got started on Moesha? No, I started in music videos. Okay, wow. Yes. Can you can you name yep. drop some Kim music would videos? Know. We all started in music videos, right, Kim? <laughs> our we head of in our uh, industry lab is actually here in the studio yes. with us. You can't yes. see her right now. Yes. Um, yes, but she um she is one of the producers that I worked for in music video back in the day. Oh my goodness, classic concepts. Woo! <laughs> Lord, that was like a lifetime ago. So for that, are you casting dancers? Are you casting all of it? Dancers, everything. actors, models, pretty girls in a party scene, or I'm casting a whole city, or a, a neighborhood block, yeah. or all kinds of like storylines. I did. Um, oh, I got a man for my brother. My brother Jeff Bird is a director, and I did. I got a man, and they ended up sampling and using the song a number of times, but. That was like him with three different girls and trying to get after them. And his clothes changed <laughs> as he went to each girl and he transitioned. A lot of them were narrative stories set to music. So really, they were short films to music. So what's the difference between casting for a music video and, say, a television show? Not that much different. No. The paperwork. <laughs> really, that's all that's different is the paperwork. Because I recognize talent regardless. I feel yeah. it. So if you feel talent, it's it's there. It's like, it's just there. It's just about honing it and fine-tuning it for a different medium, like a different art. It's just, it's the same, though. Because even in short, in, in the music videos, 
they they had speaking lines. They, yeah, they would speak. <laughs> is the honing something that you take on? Is are you ever like working with the actors to make sure they're good for the role before you send them in, or are you just before looking at the talent that me? they? Well, no, before you send them off on the job, do you give them any like? Oh, I don't send them off on the job. Okay, they come in for me, so the agent sends them off on the job. Okay. The casting director is the one that actually auditions them, and then gives them the. Okay, we'll we'll move on to the producer session or move on to the ECS, my okay. elite casting session. All right, all right. With my director. So I want to ask Ashley, so you're acting right now. Yes. Yes, out there. So tell us about what the audition process is like from your end of the perspective. Um, I had to go learn how to audition. Oh, my. And what's that like? Um, I've been training with Richard Lawson for a while, and that's <laughs> where we met. That is um, where we met. For those of those who don't know, uh, who's Richard Lawson to you? Actor extraordinaire. Yes. 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 Um, so I've been training with him for a while, and I met Twinkie in one of his courses called Professional Development Program. And so that was where they taught us how to audition and taught us these various skills that helped me understand. Oh, you have to walk into the room with life force. You have mm-hmm. to engage with the casting director. You shouldn't touch the casting director's hands because nobody <laughs> wants germs. <laughs> like, just a lot of background information that I didn't have. And the great thing was that he would film us walking into the room and engaging with whoever would be our reader and our Mm -hmm. casting director. And that helped me understand, oh, the audition starts when you walk in the room Mm. and all the way until you walk out the hallway and out the door. I love that you're giving away all of the secrets here. (laughs) So just so you guys know, actors listening, watching, (laughs) prepare the second you walk through the door. That's when it starts. Yeah, and sometimes they're filming you and you have no idea. And I didn't know that either. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm going to tell on you a little bit. You said you prefer to send in your videos as opposed to do the auditioning process. I know she just came for me. I did a little bit. So part of me, I like having the ability to, you know, prepare and really work on a piece and then film it. And be like, okay, this is what I like about it, this is what I don't like, go back, film it again, and then send it in. That's just my preference. However, Mm -hmm. I do see that there's such importance in going to engage with the casting director. Because sometimes they see your tape and they're like, oh, you're cool. And you walk in and they're like, "Eh, that personality is Mm. not necessarily right for the job. Versus if you walk in and you're like, hey, and you're all open and nice, they're more likely to want to know more about you and to see what you have to offer. Absolutely. Yeah, I see why there's an importance to it. I coached her for all of those answers. No, I'm kidding. Look at Twinkie's so proud right now. I love it. Um, So my roommate's a casting director, and she says for her, it's all in the eyes. She was like, I can tell pretty instantly if you're there, if you're present. Do you find that to be true? Yes, eyes of the soul. uh, I see it in your headshot first. Mm. That's your first acting gig, your headshot. Okay. if you're just smiling and the eyes are just vacant, I'm like, okay, give this to your family members or something. Let them put it on a mantle or something like that. So pass not it out glamour at a family shots. reunion. <laughs> Just pass those suckers out because they mean nothing. Go so, back and reshoot. I know that's like a really nerve wracking process for a lot of actors. Is like trying to find the right headshot for the right gig and, and what pose am I doing and, and what do I wear to try to because they're expensive and it's kind of difficult it to get a be. good photographer. It so what be. do you recommend for? Oh my goodness! First of all, <laughs> you are in 2017 now, so you you've got folks that take really good Instagram pictures. You sure do. I mean, I know kids that take selfies. I'm like, that's a headshot right there. I'm looking at (laughs) selfies that are so good. They use natural light. They know how to make up them. This child taught me some makeup, too. Oh, And that's why her face is big. (laughs) (laughs) It's the babies. The babies do know. And Mm. so, you know, I listen. 
and we should listen. Like it's just, it's not that hard anymore. You're making it hard. You're building bricks of just destruction. Just stop it. it don't yes. make it hard. And there are so many students. So just like at NIFA, there are students that are student photographers. There are students that you can work with. Work with students, man. Students are awesome. Yeah. Give them a shot. They're growing. They're building. NIFA has a lot of photographers out there just ready to take your photo. Exactly. Promise. Exactly. So, okay, you've done a ton of, like, very notorious. (laughs) It's not the yard. Notorious. Reveal Station. Southside with you, which was one of my favorite films last year. Great. I did the press junket for that. And Tika, like, just, first of all. That girl is just radiant in she person. Radiant. And then on top of that, to be so genuine and kind mm-hmm. and uh, open with her time, which is so rare out here, uh, I, I was instantly in love with her. And I thought that what she did with Michelle in oh. not making her the caricature of Michelle, but trying right. to find the true essence of like who is this girl from the South Side, it's stunning work from everybody, like top down. And then really all that great. to come from a first-time director. I was yes. just, I was blown away. How did yeah. you get involved with that project? Um, Tika? Yeah. Yeah. She brought it to me. It's interesting because I cast her in her first film. Oh, okay. She was in Stomp the Yard 2 for me. Wow. And then um, and then she, you know, of course I do the pop job. That's mm. my job. I pop actors. <laughs> and then she went over to do the game and then I brought her back to do Sparkle. And uh, we had a relationship ever since. And she is, the integrity in the character that that young woman has is amazing. She said to me years ago, when I get something really, really good, I'm going to bring it to you. And I said, awesome, do that. But get that celebrity, leverage it, do what you need to do, and then bring a project that you can use as a vehicle for yourself and produce. Because it's something that, you know, we're now sticking our pinky toe into as people of color. But we really need to dive in in a serious Selma Hayek uh, kind of way. (laughs) What was curious? What was curious to me about Tika was the fact that she didn't even, uh, she said originally that, she's like, I just wanted to produce the film. She's like, I didn't mm-hmm. know I was going to play Michelle. I just, I knew the film, the story needed to be told. It did. Did you have any uh, influence over putting her in as Michelle, or was that a decision You know she what, it to- wasn't even a question. It wasn't even a question. <laughs> I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, who else is going to do it? No, it wasn't even a question. It was just about finding Barack for me. Copy. At that point, we had we had our Michelle, as far as I was concerned, and she was awesome. She's and, great. Yeah, so it was really about... We sat down over dinner, and she said, read this thing, and she passed it over to me like it was the Holy Grail. Mm. And I said, okay, I'm going to read it. <laughs> and I loved it from the beginning. And she's so really passionate about it, it. It was, yeah, it was really great. And finding Parker was really great, and the way that they looked together, it just, it was amazing. It was Parker amazing. did, though, and he goes to the church to give deliver that speech. Yes. I was like, son, what? Carry on. Amazing. Yes. Stunning work. Yes, thank you. What brings you to a project? This one was Tika, but is it is it always uh, a friend and kind of camaraderie, or is it a script that gets you, or is it just an interesting opportunity? It can be a little bit of both, or okay. all of the above. Sometimes it's the script that gets me. Um, I read both books, okay. Audacity of Hope and Dreams from My Father, Yes, and knew the story. So when the script came to, I was like, I know the story. I know all about this. I know about the Gwendolyn Brooks. I know, I know. So it... It really spoke to, it speaks to who I am. Like when I did Stomp the Yard, I attended a black college. Okay. You know, when I did Jumping the Broom, I, I was married, I jumped the broom. You know, so each thing kind of speaks to my life. And I just look at it and I'm just like, this is awesome. And I read it. Being Mary Jane, I went through a horrible breakup. I was Mary Jane for a while. So, yeah, and I was trying to figure it out. 
and hopefully Mary Jane's going to get some help soon. I really but. want Mary Jane to be better, too. <laughs> I know that's where all of our hearts are. Just so, Mary little... Jane, you're so close. Yes, Having exactly. everything, and then you just, uh, Therapy girl. is a beautiful thing, black people. It's a beautiful, <laughs> I went to a therapist, beautiful thing. Help gives you the tools. I want to talk about your guys' film that you've teamed up with the New York Film Academy's Industry Lab, which is really exciting. I'm excited. So this is your first... I'm thankful. (laughs) This is your directorial debut, yes? It is. Tell me a little bit about your film, guys. Okay. It's it's called The Counter 1960. And like Ashley said, we met in Richard Lawson's class at PDP. Mm -hmm. And um, I was feeling stuck as a casting director, so my friend Angela... Angela Robinson Witherspoon pushed me and she said, go to class, go take the class, go to class. Because I needed to, I was stuck and I just felt like I wasn't growing. And I went to the class and I met so many wonderful young people. Of course, I was the oldest one in the class. And that didn't upset me at all. (laughs) (laughs) It was beautiful on our editing workshop day when she showed up with a Mac that was like... I'm not even sure they make those. Was it the anymore. ones with the old color on it and stuff? It was. A I'm struggle. so embarrassed right now. It was, it, right? Was, it was. How do I get out of here? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we oh had to God. we had to do another iMovie lesson for her. Yes. because her iMovie was like so far. Gone. <laughs> I had the little white Mac. Remember the white I laptop? I do. I have. Don't laugh at me. I am not laughing. Never. Me. It was stuck on there. I had an old video <laughs> stuck on there, and I needed to, and I didn't, and and then I brought my other Mac. It was old. I just, I have the old orange one too. So just whatever. You I have all the heck? generations of Mac. You know what? No disrespect. That's really cool because what I like is that you were like, well, that's that's just a thing. That's just technology, and that's not going to stop it me. Is. Like I came to learn. I came to learn, and they didn't laugh at me. We didn't laugh at no, you they at didn't. all. And I'm really happy about that because these children were up here binding and everything. <laughs> they edit from the cell phone. I was looking at them. Like you can edit from this. How do you do that? So they literally taught me a, and some of their short films. I was just oh like, yeah, we have to work on short films like pretty much like every God. two weeks, and so that's how the Counter 1960 actually like came to be because we had our final short film project, and I was like, I don't know what I really want to do, mm. and Tinky was like, oh maybe you can help me with this, and I was like, okay, we're doing our project together. <laughs> That's yeah, and it was our final. It was our wow. final project. It was. It's a how many weeks is it? Sixteen weeks. Yeah, fifteen week course, and we've been shooting shorts every two weeks, and then writing, and then audition technique. Yes. So I actually had to be an actor and audition and get critique or assessed. What was it like being on the other side of the table for Ooh. the first time? Well, uh, <laughs> now she knows why I like self tapes. <laughs> It was good. It was good. It really helped me, but it, it was an important lesson for me to have to Absolutely. learn. Absolutely, yes. It and was one of Nathan's pillars is just like you know it's making sure that you cover a lot of ground, making sure that you're uh, you know what it's like if you're going to be directing, what it's like to be in the actor's position, mm-hmm. and if you're director, you should, you should, if you're going to direct, you should know every position. You yeah. should know what it's like to hold a boom for hours at a time. You got to know what it's like to to try to be capturing like sound and recording it and getting room tone. Like it's a, it's a lot. There are a lot it's of positions. Lot. It really is. So that helps you, and it got you guys together. It got us together, and Mm -hmm. they were like, well, the more people you use in class, the more time, because each short is supposed to be only three minutes. I see. I'm like, ooh. So we we was just snagging people people so that we could make our short longer. longer. (laughs) And then I felt like, oh, well, I'm going to shoot it on my iPhone, because the children. Oh, she tried it. The young people shoot on the iPhone, and I saw iPhone commercials on YouTube, and it looked all slick and fabulous, and I was like, yes, we're just going to shoot on the iPhone. You guys know Matthew A. Cherry? Yes. Yes, he made his yes. last film on iPhones, yes. and I thought it looked beautiful. I love Nine yes. Rides. That movie's no. so pretty. She wouldn't. No. no what did you I, want to shoot on? 
I mean, if, if it was up to me, we would have shot on an Ari Alexa, but you know, okay. that's just me. I, so you're down um, with that new cinema package of the Ari Alexa, what is, oh, I can't remember the name of the lens. It's like a, the new lens that Tarantino just brought back, that I know whole what package. I about. Every oh film God. is shooting on that combination, and then they do a little bit of digital in there. <laughs> but listen, it's okay because we found a compromise. Yes, we did. <laughs> what was the compromise? We found a compromise. Did we use a Nikon? Yes, a but Nikon I mean, was... and a Canon. So we had two DPs shooting yeah, at the same time. Two cameras. Two What's cameras. the decision behind having two DPs? And yeah, well, um, we were trying to get as much done in a short period of time. We literally we had shot hours. Oh, I we see. We literally okay. shot the we shot the short in a half day. And then the next 12 hours, we spent editing. Editing. Like, after the shoot was mm-hmm. over, we were up until, like, 3 or yeah. 4 Call editing. time was 1. We were done by 6. And, yeah, because the sunlight was gone at 6. I'm exhausted just hearing about it. Mm-hmm. I, I once participated in a 24-hour film festival, and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't sleep. You're worried yeah. about everything, but you have no time to really think and, like, yeah. stay worried about it. you got to just keep going. Do you yeah. guys like working at that pace? Like it? <laughs> I don't know if like is a good way to put that. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yes, you got to do what you got to do. And However, it happened in a 24-hour. We had a week from last class to the next class to work it out. Yeah, we had to I write it. to go scouting. We wrote it. Then I, I went to scout it. the locations. I called my boyfriend. I'm like, is that diner at the um, golf course available? <laughs> when do people leave? <laughs> Let's get that spot. Yeah. So, you know, I, it was really like we threw it all together. I took her shopping. We went shopping at what is uh, that clothing one store? Of those thrift shops. A thrift shop to get her a cute little 1950s, early yes. 60s dress. And then the whole class, all the people that we cast from class and then some of my personal relationships, they literally showed up at their call time completely dressed in their wardrobe. In their wardrobe. Because you know, There's no time to change. And they're stuff. PDPers. They don't make this is amazing. They are PDPers, and in PDP, you have to be Yeah, there's ready. that, and then uh, Advanced Scene Study with Richard Advanced Lawson, too. Study. That was where we casted mm-hmm. a lot of people, yeah. because they understand the training, like yes. how they know how to walk into the audition the same way that I do. They know what to do, what not to do, when the director doesn't want anybody to talk because she's trying to focus, and when the, like, right. they know what to do. And to be ready for period pieces. Mm-hmm. So they all have this like period they piece all have situation. Their wardrobe. They have wardrobe. Wow. So they showed up literally, and I was like, we're back in time. Oh my god, it was crazy. It, it was, was like a really, shift. It was, it there was, and then of course we we prepped them. We found a lot of video online because mm-hmm. we didn't have even time to rehearse. Sure. So <laughs> we rehearsed out front, like so. We prepped them with video from the counter. Uh, we prepped them with wardrobe pictures that we mm-hmm. took from the fifties and the sixties. So we prepped them in an email. Here's the Here's the look. Here's the song. Here's the vibe. Here's the energy. Here's the come ready. Come ready, and that's what they did. And so that student film actually lives right now on Vimeo until we replace it with this one. But this is this. It it encouraged and inspired us to make it bigger and larger and to go big or go home. How did you guys settle on the story? Why do the counter? Because the counter has been living in me for. I don't even know, at least a decade, if not longer. And I tried to impress upon a number of different director friends, including my brother, to do <laughs> something, you know, to do the counter. But you and know, you your brother teaches at NIFA and stuff. Yes, so he's a brother. great director. And he was just like, whatever little says, like, no. Yes. But he, <laughs> no. it just, it's so, um, it's so interesting because Richard, I remember telling Richard about it and t- discussing it with him. And I said, why is it that they didn't want to do He said, it's because it's for you to do. It's mm-hmm. my, it was my passion to do and to talk about it. And this is inspired by it. It's not 
historically correct, it is inspired by the Greensboro Four. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. they sat in, four young men from North Carolina A&T College, A&T University, and they sat in and um, at Woolworth, the Woolworth counter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's always been in me. And then finally I saw that, when I saw that diner at, at Keith's job, and I was like, that looks like the counter. It just, it is stuck in time. When you see the location, I'm telling you. It's literally stuck I'm in excited. time. It really is. Yeah, and we both have, like, familiar ties in the civil yes. rights movement, so right. that was something that also brought me along, as well as just being brought up with, like, intellectuals and academics that taught me my history. Because so your she, dad is Reverend Jesse Jackson. Yeah. We should just get it out of the way so people know, like, okay, this is this is your time. You're really tired. You're like, my dad was in it. Yes. There. Okay. Did you go to your dad at all if you're like, I mean, I'm sure you've heard the stories growing up. And yeah. Did you just draw from that knowledge? I drew a lot from that knowledge of the stories growing up and doing the research. And I was always watching documentaries when I was yes. little and understanding what was happening around me and my past. And so um, that was the great thing when Twinkie brought the story to me I was like oh we have to do this there's like nothing else to do but to do this because my generation also needs to know yes. like we don't need to go somewhere and someone throw out a name like John Lewis and they look like huh right that that's gotta stop that's yeah. not okay because how okay. are you gonna move forward if you don't know where you came from yeah. and so Absolutely. that's why we had to do the exactly. counter and we wrote it yep. in like a few days yeah. <laughs> amazing are you guys using your original script or did you do tweaks in between the first one okay all right yeah we tweaked we added some things i got some notes from some people Excellent. so yes and i'm excited about how what we added and how it's growing yeah. And it's coming to life. Yeah. What was the note taking process like? So you, you guys did this film real fast, real dirty, got mm. it up, made it, and then you had to present it to people. And yes. I know for a lot of filmmakers, <laughs> this is the part where they're like, "Oh God, I can't. I don't want to show people. I, I just did it, and now it's done." And I'm like, "Well, now it, it's not art until somebody sees it." Yeah. Well, for me, I was, <laughs> we showed it in class. We showed it in class. I was and really Richard excited was about speechless. That. <gasps> oh, yeah. good. Richard was just like, he kept looking. And he looked back at the class, and then he looked again. <laughs> and he looked I mean, again. it was a 10 And we had film. a great class. I mean, we had a great PDP Yeah, there was class. just films on top of films, oh but nobody God. anticipated what we did. No. Wow. Because we had a cast of around 30 people. Yeah. Oh, so, okay, yes. <laughs> and two yeah. cameras, right. and like a whole shoot. We had a production. We had a production. And but we yes. utilized everybody in class. They did sound, some did crafty, some, you know, everybody. and we really brought it together as like a, a family, a PDP family. But that. he was, his mouth was, he, his eyes were... And then everyone in class saw it. And then we had a screening for all of the cast that was yeah, in it. That was so emotional. It was. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the thing. So I grew up like doing theater and stuff. And so that was the most beautiful thing that I realized for me was that the family that you feel when you're like in a stage play can still exist in television and film. And I loved that part of it because even in that six hours that we were shooting, by the end of that shoot, those are my brothers and my sisters and my aunt and -and so-and-so. Like, that aspect for me made the counter really come to life because you could see that all these different stories and all these different backgrounds could come together and share. We had a cast member who actually actually marched. Mm -hmm. I cried a lot on set, and he would always give me a a hug. Wow. It's just, it's very, I get very emotional about that stuff. And uh, so my history. So when I 
when we started doing it. And then, of course, we had music to play on set to keep everyone in. I made her play Strange in. Fruit. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So yeah. you were just so trying we to pull it. the waterworks <laughs> out of people. Yeah. I, I tried. But you have to be in it. And we wanted everyone to stay in 1960. Mm-hmm. I didn't want the phones to come out and the this and that. Stay here in this place. You know, I pull a lot of things from the filmmakers that came before me, Spike and my brother and John. They just have a real specific stay here in this place with us so that this can really feel like you are transported. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what I wanted. And then, of course, I was so transported, I could not stop crying. So oh, it was just it was they did an awesome, awesome job and it inspired us to take it bigger and further and we did it last year it took a year we raised money on um on on all platforms on social media platforms did you do kickstarter or gofundme we did um well we were a bit more uh grassroots we did a paypal and facebook and instagram it. yeah we created the website those are yeah. nice because you don't have to give out prizes which are right. uh, it's the prize exchange is really nice I find mm-hmm. because it endears fans to you they feel like they're mm-hmm. a part of the process but getting that stuff organized on top of trying to finish the actual project exactly it, a lot of people get bogged down in it and the projects kind of suffer for it so I totally understand why you guys would choose to be yes. like look we're mm-hmm. going to give you a movie at the end of it right <laughs> and it's right. going to be great and your name's going to be on it somewhere in there yeah, yeah. I feel proud because you sent in money and and you were a part of our vision and you mm-hmm. understood and so we had little snippets and pictures that I took from the original yeah. student film. And we did a promo video, And we did too. a promo video and everything. And, and it has grown since then. And some people have, you know, gone on in their separate careers. But now we have Kim Ogletree, of course, yes. that, that's over at NYFA that's taking this on. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the beautiful thing about relationships are everything. But the beautiful thing about it is Kim said yes, and I just told her about it. I was like, here's the story. And she was like, I got goosebumps. I'm in. And I was like, yes. I love Kim because Kim's just a doer. She's yes. like, if I know you're going to follow through, I'm going to follow through. Let's do it. She's going to be done. That's amazing. It is. It's really, really awesome. So, you know, now we're going to press on and shoot um, Black History Month, which is a great time. And I'm mm-hmm. excited about that. And uh, Ashley wrote an original song for it. Dang, yeah. girl, so you not only, like, wrote the script, you're producing, but you're also writing the original song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you guys just did everything. You, you wrote, produced, yeah. directed. <laughs> are, are you guys editing, too? Are you guys doing posts? No. Um, I don't really want to do posts no. anymore. <laughs> the great thing, though, I feel like even in doing the first one. <laughs> At post. I will sit in. <laughs> The first time we did it, though, I think I had a lot more appreciation, mm-hmm. like, for all of the different jobs. When, when you're the one that's holding the boom, then when you're acting, you have a lot of respect for that sound person. Yeah. And having to edit at, like, three in the she morning. She edited it, the original. I have the so much respect yes. for everyone in post. And I think it also taught me, like, oh, now that shot we can't use because this actor did this and didn't know it. So right. now I know how to go into any other film in any other situation. Continuity. And understand. Remember where you were. Well, the cup wasn't there. It was over here. So, you know, you don't want to not be able to use a shot that was really, really great because the mug is over here now Absolutely. instead of it yeah. being over there. And so it helps a lot having that knowledge from both sides. It makes you a better actor. It makes you yes better team and member. And yeah, she wrote the song. And we have the fabulous Kurt Farquhar. I just he is I, amazing. Yes. I, I pilfered him from being Mary Jane. <laughs> <laughs> but I've had That's that just relationship since contacts. exactly. <laughs> just making connections. I've had that relationship since Moesha. 
Wow. Yes. So you were like, so let me That's just play this card now. The year Girl, before you were born. Nobody oh my wants God, to I hear can't. that. Nobody asked. Oh my God. <laughs> God, no. Really? I <laughs> just joined two people today. Yikes. <laughs> okay, so tell me, guys, um, you're going to reshoot. Uh, you're going to let somebody else handle post. What mm. is your media marketing strategy plan going into, are you guys looking to show it festivals? Are you looking to do like, uh, maybe try to get it before a film? How are you guys looking to distribute your film? Is that too soon? Silence. <laughs> we both <laughs> kind of went like there was a mental thing of yes. Huh. That is a good question. <laughs> I mean, we have we had shoot it first. I know we've had discussions. We're going everywhere it. with this sucker. Okay, it's going to film festivals for sure. That is yeah, that is the billboard when you're yes, walking down the street. Exactly. <laughs> I've got an onset photographer. I'm gonna make a book. I'm gonna go it. Spike Lee with it. Yes, give the making all the of talks. the counter, 1960. Look for that book. <laughs> Shoot, we're gonna have hats and t-shirts. Marketing, we're gonna be online. Get you okay? Get yours today. I like that you guys made an That's infomercial right. right there. You can we just did. cut this out and exactly. just throw it on the internet. Exactly oh yes, use. but we're gonna definitely go to film festivals. That That's is right. that is my focus to getting out there as much as possible, and then hopefully, um, you know, after it's out there, then being able to take it to the schools and universities and high schools and things like that, just to just to use it as a, a tool for conversation. Absolutely. Just to start conversation, just to start a dialogue. Because, like Ashley said, my whole, it's very interesting. In class, we have this thing called the Declaration of Independence. And is really, you have to write down what it is that you want. What is it that your declaration is? And mine is to bridge the gap between past and present generations through my art. And so... I wanted to work, I'm working with a 17-year-old, and I'm I'm 50, I'm a 50-year-old woman. I'm working with a 17-year-old and trying to bring the two things, bridge the gap and bring these two generations together so that I'm speaking to my generation and older and I'm speaking to her generation. Like, that's what we're literally doing. And we want to create that dialogue and we want more people to cross generations and to start talking because the young people have something to say and the grown folks have something. Like, we have things to share. We're not sharing enough information. We're not sharing the feelings. We're not sharing our stories. Mm -hmm. We sit down at Thanksgiving dinner and eat and go to sleep and watch the game. That's it. So grandpa didn't tell me what it was like during his day if I don't ask. Mm. And grandma didn't tell me what it was like. And you're not asking me how to work this thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how do we work that thing? How do you get those videos up on YouTube from your phone? How did you shoot our whole Thanksgiving dinner and then edit it and then put it up? Like, we need to talk. I really like that, especially because there's a lot of... uh See a lot of slanderous things against where you know we've got uh, people saying negative things about uh, millennials, and then yes. like millennials and vice versa, and mm-hmm. it, there does seem to be a lot of disconnection. So it's there great is. to see you guys, you know, working together and creating something that is beautiful and timely and important. Yes. Um, and, and it's not that we don't clash because we do. Oh, we definitely do. But that's that <laughs> we clash. It's the most beautiful, and it's way. the great part because yeah. then I have to hear her out. She hears me. It's a great. The sparks are where the art happens, as my teacher once told me. The sparks are where the art. Okay. Every time the art happens. Write it down. I'm gonna have to Instagram. We're gonna tweet that. The The sparks are are where the the art happens. Yes, ma'am. All right. But that makes total sense when I think about it too, because usually when we're like on two different paths, when we are able to come to that place where we've understood each other and have that final agreement, Mm. is usually when we've like created some sort of magic out of nowhere. And so yes. that's like the best thing that's about so it. Awesome, all. guys! I'm really excited to see this film. When are you guys shooting? Ah, we are shooting the 24th, 25th, 26th, and 27th. It's like a week or two. February. Yeah. So that's the end of the month. 
All right, you guys feeling you guys feeling ready? You good to go? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little nervous. I can't tell a lie. I'm a little nervous. Like I'm really I'm but I'm very focused, so and driven. So mm-hmm. I'm really nervous. I want to, I really want to have layers and I, there's so many things that I want to see and I'm just trying to figure out how to pack it all into a short. Yeah. And that's why we're going to make a feature. Yeah. <laughs> is that what's next up for you guys? That's, that's the plan. Yes. Okay, all right. Shop, feature is next. Shopping the surrounding festivals and then uh, doing the feature. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys uh, one final question from the student film you did to preparing for this one. What have you guys learned in between that you're hoping Ooh. to bring into your new Everything. set? Everything. <laughs> I'll take one thing. Um, <laughs> one thing that you learned. Go for it. I need time. Um, one thing that I learned between the student film and this film, um, I think I had a lot more, on the acting side, a lot more coaching and training. And so now I know how to dig even deeper into the mm. character than I knew previously. Um, on another note, I would say just the whole production aspect of it. Because when I was in editing, I didn't realize, oh, certain things you do that you don't realize that you're doing aren't usable and like you may think that was a great moment but you don't know that you just moved your hand here so now we can't use this take again because now it's here Mm -hmm. and so I think that was one of the biggest things I learned like having to watch myself back on camera and like really understand continuity is Mm -hmm. key so that's what I'm taking into this next Mm -hmm. situation (laughs) well hopefully we get to hear you sing a little acapella stand up and sit in situation (laughs) I am trying it I'm trying it right now because I want them to hear that it's beautiful what did I learn get a great producer (laughs) <laughs> that part you couldn't get a better one than Kim Ogletree exactly well thank you guys yes. so much for being with here thank with you. us today is lovely talking to you guys and I'm, you I'm really inspired I'm so excited to see your film um, we'll try to throw up a link when you guys have one. Oh my gosh oh, yes. yeah definitely Sweet. trailers and stuff that would be awesome <laughs> alright guys thank you so much for joining us thank once again you. at the New thank York Film you. Academy Hour um, we'll be back here every Thursday sometimes at 4 sometimes you know a little bit different it kind of depends on the schedule <laughs> but check it out um, if you guys have questions you can always hit us up in the YouTube chat um, hit us up on iTunes give us those 5 stars it lets us know you're watching that you like what you're seeing uh, if you guys have suggestions for guests throw it in there we'll reach out um, we're open to anything so thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week Hi, guys. <laughs> From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.